And here's part number three, Man Up with Billy Kid podcast with Captain William Robinson, the longest held enlisted man in American history as a POW. And we'll pick it up where we left off. If we'd had conversations before and we'd already kind of talked about some of this stuff, just like with a friend, you know, somebody you've known for a long time, then you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. For us to talk about it cold right out of the box right. makes it a little bit different. And I'm certainly not trying to uh, sensationalize anything or, glor- or glorify it. No, uh, you know, like I said, that, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I know people that have had an easier job than me, you know, and I've had some, that, you know, like, like I said, but I'm very fortunate. My family doesn't have to visit me at the wall. Absolutely, and, and so you know, it, I've always been one that counted my blessings, not my misfortunes. You know, like, like I said, you can't do nothing with your misfortunes; it, you can do something with your blessings. Well, you're obviously obviously not a man who mopes around about it or feels sorry for me, kind of guy. I mean, considering what you went through, um, many people should feel sorry for you uh, that you had to go through that. I mean, you volunteered to go and serve your country against the enemy, and then. This happened to you, just like it happened to so many. Well, you know, it, it's again, it, I grew up in an era when it was my responsibility. I was raised from day one that someday that I would have to give back. And, you know, and one of, the, uh, one of the obligations was two years of your time for your country. Or, you know, you could volunteer and whatever you wanted to do, you know. And like I said, uh, you know, when, when we have those of us that weren't going to college, you know, when we went out and um sought employment it with a it had a future to it the first thing they asked you is you got your military obligation over with and you say no they said well come back and talk to us when you get that taken care of they didn't care whether you were 4f or, or serving but they didn't want to spend their money training you to do the jobs that they had to do didn't turn around and, oops i've got this letter from uncle sam and i'm gonna be gone for two years Right, you drafted and and there and plus, if you went to the military, then you got trained in a skill that the, yeah. that somebody could use. Right, that some employer could could uh, utilize you. You know, that's uh, that's again, you know, it's just like I try to tell people that uh, when you when you see a hat or a vest, uh, whether it's male or female, it's got veteran or it's got Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, Coast Guard on it. At some time in their life, they put their dreams on hold mm-hmm. for your dreams and you know and, and we by obligation need to thank those people absolutely and i do every time i see them yeah i and, do every uh, time that, that you know, i see them i don't know if you know i've got yeah i, I noticed that yeah you know. uh, uh, tattoo on my arm my my great great grandfather was a pow in the civil war Mm-hmm. And he rode with Nathan Bedford Forrest, and he got captured and took him to Virginia and kept him there until the end of the war. There's not really any documentation about what happened to him. He didn't really write any notes or anything. He didn't see anything. I don't think he was necessarily tortured. I think it was just a matter of the North knew they were going to beat us anyway. <laughs> I think I think they did, but yeah. we didn't b- believe that. But nonetheless, the man got out, and, and uh, he, he uh, you know ended up living to be 91 years old. But uh, nonetheless, this ain't about me. This yeah, I was at you. the National uh pow site this past weekend at andersonville i was a guest speaker down there on the 20th anniversary of the museum tell people where that is that's in andersonville georgia just a little bit south of uh, just a little bit north of america's georgia it's about 18 miles off interstate Mm i-75 and it's uh, just right in the heart of georgia it was a it was a prison camp 
that over 12,000 died during the Civil War over a 14-month period. Right there on that property. Right there on that 18 acres. I think it is finally expanded to 26 acres. But, uh, you know, it was just a, when the uh, prison camps in the South were starting to be overrun, these guys were brought in from those prison camps because it's relatively safe as far as in the deep south and uh and unfortunately uh because they they had come through and destroyed all the crops and you know people in the in the areas were living on a starvation diet and there was just no food and uh, you know and in the things of that nature you know they they proven over a period of time that you know that uh the uh the prisoners were living as good as the guards were, but that's that doesn't that doesn't make it right. And uh, you know, and there was no assistance in the beginning of the Civil War. They used to have an honorable release every once in a while. They just get together and exchange prisoners, and all the prisoner had to do was sign that he would not re-engage in the war. But unfortunately, they, on both sides, they did re-engage. And, well, sure. How would you know? And, and, and <laughs> unless so, they got caught again, they got caught again, and so. <laughs> I mean it. Uh, it's a it's a sad event, you might say, that happened in our life. But it, it it's real, you know. And when you when you stand out there and you realize that, uh, you know, twelve thousand plus of your fellow Americans died on this just small piece of ground because of uh, politicians' inability to communicate. Mm-hmm. Inability to get along and. Unfortunately, we were going through that right now. Oh uh, yeah, in a lot of ways, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, wow, there's so much more I could talk to you about. I would highly recommend that you get um, that you get Captain Robinson's book. It's called "The Longest Rescue." He was the longest-held POW uh, enlisted man in American history, dating all the way back to 1776. And uh, 2,703 days, that's seven and a half years if you do the math. And uh, <laughs> I was telling, on a funny note, I was telling Engineer Kevin, I said, he's, he asked me why I was here early today, and I said, I've got an interview with this gentleman and told him who you were. I said, he was seven and a half years that he was held prisoner. And he goes, well, I've been married for 23 years. That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, it's, it, it's unfortunately, uh, you know, it, um POW life has been described in many places uh, by others as a as a marriage, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, but uh, at least they didn't beat you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's got nowhere to escape to. <laughs> well, you know, as, as as I when I came home, you know, and uh, after it was all over. A friend of mine was asked, could you define freedom? And he simply responded with doors with inside knobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you think of the opportunities you have when you turn that doorknob and walk out that door. And you can do anything you want to. Anything you want to. But if that door doesn't have a knob on the inside... You're in deep kimpshit, you might say. My friend, I thank you so very much for your service. Uh, this is my very first podcast here, the Man Up with Billy Kid podcast. I know it's a goofy name, but eh, it's got to call it something. It is uh, April 12th, uh, 2018. Captain William A. Bill Robinson, United States Air Force, retired from Madisonville, Tennessee. 
His book is called The uh, The Longest Rescue. He was a POW for 2,703 days, seven and a half years in Vietnam. And uh, I would highly advise you to uh, to Google him. You can find him all over the Internet. He's uh, been in many speaking engagements. The man doesn't ask for a speaking fee. He just wants to tell his story and, and wants to do what he's done here today and thank the people who, just like him, who went to, you know, went to service for this country so we could all be free. And like you told me the other day, we were talking on the phone, said we wouldn't have this if it weren't for all of this military that's been out here all of these years that yeah, fought to kept, keep us free. Without a veterans, there would be no United States of America. That's one thing we have to remember, you know, and, and uh, you know, as I'd like to, in my little closing, is to say, you know, that I came home to welcome home that belonged to someone else. In other words, my brothers and sisters, after they honorably served their country, when they came back to American soil, could you imagine somebody standing there telling them they need to remove their uniform so as not to offend anyone? First of all, they were brought in in the middle of the night, and most of them did not get to go home in their uniform because of the activity in the country in that particular time. Right. So the welcome home that I came home to, and I had the honor and the privilege to wear my uniform all the way across country. And, and, and so, you know, uh, they have had to live with that over the years as they, they struggle with uh, what they were asked to do, and they did it well. And they did it with honor, and uh, you know, and and many had we no, essentially many had no went cho- there seven million strong, with over three hundred three million serving in country. In terms of losses, we had three hundred thousand permanent injuries. We had twenty thousand kids grew up without a father, because most of the Vietnam veterans who lost their lives were under 21 years of age right. and had not even had the opportunity, you might say, to start life. Start a family or whatever. And, you know, and when I look at myself, when only one out of five air crew members shot down over Southeast Asia survived, so I can truly say I'm one of the luckiest men alive. Well, you're one of the finest men alive in my book, <laughs> sir, and I, and I appreciate that. And once again, um, this gentleman is Captain William A. Robinson, you can find him on the internet anywhere. You can get his book at Amazon if you'd like to. And uh, it, it, it's, it's a really interesting read. And we're not here to try to sell a book necessarily, but I want to. but Because I want you to understand this because his story um, speaks for thousands of people who went through many of the, many similar uh, situations as a POW, MIA, POW. And, uh, sir, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for driving all the way up here from Madisonville today. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I hope you get to hang out with you again sometime. Look forward to it. Thank you. Yes, sir. And that concludes uh, episode one of the Billy Kid podcast, calling it Man Up with Billy Kid. What an inspiring and informative interview right there with Captain Robinson. And thanks so much for coming in here, sir. Like I said, I hope to have you in again, and uh, I really appreciate that. Remember, you can find this on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at WIMZ.com, the Man Up with Billy Kid podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you'll drop by again.